Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today's topic is all about sight words. Now, you may have seen a lot online on Instagram or Pinterest about sight words. And if you're a teacher, you might have learned about this when you were training to become a teacher. And if you're a parent, your child might have sight words that they're supposed to learn and memorize. So there's a lot of information out there about sight words, but a lot of the information is actually wrong. There's a lot of misinformation out there about sight words. And I know this because I used to believe all of this misinformation. When I was teaching first and second grade, I thought I knew what sight words were and how best to get my kids to learn them so that they could be successful readers. Well, when I left the classroom and I started researching how kids best learn to read, I discovered that what I thought was a sight word was not actually a sight word. And the way that I was going about having my students remember them was completely ineffective and inaccurate. And unfortunately, a lot of us teachers believed the same way because that's the way we were taught when we went through school or when we were doing trainings in professional development. And so I'm here to clear up some myths about what sight words are and what they're not and give you a few tips, including definitions that will help you move forward either in your classroom or with your little one at home. So let's start by going over a few definitions. First, what is a sight word? Well, according to research, a sight word is actually any word that you can read by sight. So you don't have to slow down and decode the word. You know it automatically by sight. Now, most of us teachers are not using sight word in the correct way, because when we're referring to sight words, we're thinking of those words that are phonetically irregular, that students can't decode, and that we want them to memorize but that's not actually what a sight word is. So a sight word is any word that you can read by sight. A sight word is individual to the reader. So for example, a doctor is going to have a very different sight vocabulary than maybe a teacher or a police officer or a politician, depending on the words that they can read by sight. If they can read it automatically without slowing down to decode it, it is a sight word for them. And just like amongst different professionals, sight words might be different. The same is true from kids to adults. Kids might have a sight word vocabulary that includes words that adults also have in our sight word vocabulary, maybe like Target or Netflix. But adults will have more words in our sight word vocabulary because we have been able to remember more words. But I'll talk about the best way to remember them later. It's not the way you think. These words can be phonetically regular or irregular. So a lot of times teachers are thinking sight words are only phonetically irregular words that kids can't decode, but that's not true. 
Our sight word vocabularies are filled with words, some phonetically regular and some phonetically irregular. That part doesn't matter. And then last, I just wanted to mention that according to researchers, first graders might have a sight word vocabulary of about 1,500 words, and it just grows and grows every year. And adults who are literate might have a sight word vocabulary of 30,000 to 70,000 words. So it's not about a list of words that you get online that are called sight words that you're supposed to remember. Sight words are any and every word that you can read by sight. Now let's contrast that with the definition of high frequency words. Because when teachers are saying sight words, most of the time what they're referring to are actually these high frequency words. High frequency words are the most common words in print. And that's why we want our little ones to be able to remember them so they can be more fluent readers. They include words such as the, to, was, he, a, I, you, from. These words are going to see over and over in their books. High frequency words can be phonetically regular or phonetically irregular. They can be either. The 20 most frequent high frequency words actually makes up, make up about 25% of all the words that we read. So those first 20 words are super important. They are very important. And that's why we want our little ones to be able to read them fluently and quickly because they're going to see them in lots of text. Our goal is for high frequency words to become sight words. We want these most common words in print to become words that our little ones can know by sight, that they can read them and recognize them right away without having to slow down and decode them. That's why you've probably seen online the Dolch high frequency word list or the Fry's high frequency word list. Those are two examples of lists of words that are seen over and over again in print that usually teachers want their students to memorize and remember so that they're more fluent readers. So I think the first thing we need to do in this conversation is to start using the correct terminology. I had to retrain myself because I used to think of sight words were these words that I wanted my students to memorize. And then I learned that in fact, sight words, just any word that a child can read by sight or an adult can read by sight, and that we really should be using high frequency words as the term of these words that we want our kids to remember because they're so common in print. So now that you know the definitions for sight words and high frequency words, let's bust some myths. These myths are floating all around the internet. I used to believe them as well. And so we'll talk about the myth and what the actual answer is. Let's do four of them today. All right, myth number one, words are stored visually in our brains. So that's why we wanted kids to memorize words because we thought they were stored visually so that when they looked at the word, they would be able to read it. But in fact, research shows us that words are actually stored as sounds. They're mapped as phonetic footprints in our brain. Because we've talked in many of my previous videos how we as humans evolved to speak first before we evolved to read and write. And so the speech comes first. The speech sounds, that's what is mapped in our brain. That's what we remember for the words. So the print is just a representation of those speech sounds we have in our dictionaries in our brains. We don't have a visual dictionary in our brain. We don't have words stored in there as visual pictures. It's stored as sounds. And that actually makes sense because if we think about it, we can read a word that's written in all uppercase letters, 
all lowercase letters. If it's mixed up, upper and lowercase, different fonts, we can still read that word, even if it's the same word. If we had a visual dictionary in our brain, we would only be able to remember that word when it was written in the same way, with the same font or the same type of letters. But that's not the case. We can read it even if it's written with different fonts and different types of letters because we haven't stored the visual picture of the word in our brain. We have actually mapped the sounds and then we know that the sounds go with those letters because those letters represent the speech sounds that we've mapped in our brains. So myth number one, we're not going to believe it anymore. Words are not stored as visual pictures in our brains. All right, myth number two about sight words. Kids should just memorize a list of sight words. We want them to memorize the whole word because they can't sound it out, so they should just memorize the whole word. And that is not true. <laughs> because we know that words are not stored as visual pictures in our brain, they're mapped as sounds, we want our students and our kids at home to understand the sounds in that sight word or high frequency word as they really should be called. We wanna pull apart the sounds and then have them map those sounds onto printed letters. Letters, whether it's an expected sound or an unexpected sound. We can do it both ways. So if it is an expected sound, for example, the high frequency word in, we can still help our little ones pull the sounds apart, i, n, and then we can help them map the correct printed letters that go with the sounds. i, spelled with the letter i, n, spelled with the letter n, in. We're helping them make that connection. But we can also do that with phonetically irregular words, pull apart the sounds. So for example, in the word the, we have v, a. Now, if you've already taught your little one or your students digraphs, they will know that v is spelled with letters th. Then you move on to the next sound, uh. Now they might think, uh, that's spelled with the letter u. And you can point out to them, you're right. Normally we would expect it to be a letter u, but in the word the, we spell it with the letter e. Therefore, they're mapping that sound uh to the letter e in the word the. So you're pulling apart the sounds and you're mapping them to the letters. And that is a more effective way than just having your little ones memorize whole words. The third myth about sight words, I think we've already debunked this, but it's the myth that sight words are phonetically irregular, so kids can't sound them out, and that's why they need to memorize them as whole words. So we've already discussed this, but no, sight words are not just phonetically irregular. In fact, let's use the correct term, high frequency words. Some are phonetically regular and some are irregular. But even if you look at the phonetically irregular words, most of them are actually phonetically regular once our kids learn those phonics patterns as they go through school. So for example, in the word he, a kindergartner or a pre-K student learning that word is not going to know that the letter E can make the long E sound when it's at the end of a syllable if it's an open syllable. So they're going to think that it's going to represent the eh sound. As they go on in school, they're going to learn about open syllables versus closed syllables. So they would know that in the word he, the e is an open syllable, therefore it's making the long e sound. E, he. So it's actually not phonetically irregular once they've learned that phonics pattern. 
But even so, if we look at words that do have some irregularities or our students haven't learned the phonics patterns, again, we can pull the sounds apart from the word because most of the time, a few of the sounds are going to be expected. So it might have one or two irregular sounds, but usually it doesn't have all irregular sounds, except for a few, of course. But let's look at the word from. From. If we pull apart the sounds, we know that there's only one unexpected spelling in the word from, the third letter. The uh is spelled with the letter O. But it's so much better to show our students that there's only one unexpected sound as opposed to saying the word from can't be sounded out so you just need to memorize the whole word because it's phonetically irregular. That is super ineffective. Since we know our brains store these words as sounds, then we need to pull apart the sounds from the words and show them which ones are expected and which ones are unexpected. So we just busted myth number three, that we don't want our students to just think that these words are phonetically irregular and they can't decode them and they shouldn't even try, they should just memorize them. That doesn't work. And the fourth myth we're gonna cover today. Some parents and teachers will say, once your child knows the letter sounds in isolation, that they're ready to move on to sight words or high frequency words. And that is actually not the case. To jump from being able to know that letter F represents the F sound to then reading words that start with a F sound, I mean, that's a huge jump. Knowing the sounds in isolation versus being able to read high frequency words is a huge, huge different jump. And so what I always recommend is it is so awesome if your child knows their letters and the associated sounds, but you really wanna focus on phonological and phonemic awareness, which I have lots of videos about on my channel. I will link them down below. But basically, you want them to be able to play with the sounds in language. You want them to be able to orally blend the sounds in language to make words before you start introducing words, phonetically regular or phonetically irregular high frequency words. If they are not comfortable segmenting and blending these words orally, it's going to be so much tougher to segment and blend the words when they're looking at the printed letters. If they can do it oral first, it is a million times easier to do it when looking at the printed letters. The problem is that a lot of families and teachers will move right from, you know all your letters and sounds, let's jump into memorizing these sight words and then you're gonna be a strong reader. And that's just not how it works according to the science. So we wanna make sure that our kids, of course, know their letter names, know the associated sounds that are represented by those letters. We want them to be able to segment and blend words orally. And then of course, we wanna move them into reading and being able to segment and blend the words on paper. So I hope this information was helpful about the differences between sight words and high frequency words. And I hope I was able to clear up some confusion surrounding those myths. And I know when I first learned all of this information, I was feeling very guilty about the way I had taught sight words in the past to my students. Like I mentioned, I taught first and second grade for many years and I, thinking I was doing the right thing, was sending lists of words home for my students to memorize. Differentiated lists depending on where they were on the fries list and I would have them practice and then they would come back in and I would assess them to see what words they had memorized. 
At the time, I thought I was doing the right thing. That's the way I was trained and what I was expected to do. And it turns out I was not helping my students to map the sounds of that word to help them store it in their brain. So it was really ineffective. Rote memorization is so much more ineffective than being able to pull apart the sounds from the word. But when we know better, we do better. And a lot of us in the world of education, especially around the science of reading, really use that phrase to, to help us because it is very hard. You can feel very guilty about the students who struggled and we weren't able to help them in the best way possible because we didn't know this information. But now that I know it, I wanna share it with you. I don't want your students to struggle in your classroom. I don't want your kids to struggle at home. They might have a teacher who doesn't know this information yet, which is no judgment on that teacher because this information is not readily available in colleges of education and in professional development. So that's why I make these videos and I put out the information that I do because I really want everyone to understand what I've learned through the science is that by mapping these sounds for these sight words, our high frequency words, that our kids are going to be much stronger readers. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!